Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Dei Church family, helping us follow Jesus together in the grace of His gospel. My name is Amanda Lyons. I have the privilege of serving as the Women's Ministry Coordinator here at IDC, and today I'm joined by two of our members who are serving overseas, uh, and we just love having you here. So first off, I would love if you would introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your family and when you were sent from IDC. Okay, sure. I'll start. I'm Kristen, um, and my husband and I, um, Clint, and our two kiddos, one, our son is five years old and our daughter is two and a half. Um, we live in South Asia, and we were sent out from IDC in January of 2019. My name is Miranda, and my husband, Cliff, and I, sounds very similar to Kristen's husband, Clint, Cliff, <laughs> um, and our three kiddos. We have a son who is six, Roman. And Chloe is four, and our youngest is Paxton. He's three months, and he kept us all up super late last night. So if things are a little, you know, incoherent, just blame it on the babe. It's okay. It's all right. I'm told they can cut whatever. So we'll see. Perfect. (laughs) And did you ask the status of IDC when we first came? Well, I was about to ask. What was IDC like when you left? It's a little bit different since you left. Yeah. So we left in 2015. So I think it was right before the building was purchased so when I first came it was right after Cliff and I got married we were still meeting in either the high school or the middle school I don't remember but it was a pretty small congregation and um and then eventually we moved to like the other building and so it was still pretty small when we moved overseas and so when we came back to the new building it was kind of culture shock like this is we have an official building and more people so yeah it's been really cool to see how it's grown Mm-hmm. Kristen, what about you? What, what growth group were you in when you were here? Um, we were in the Schaefer's growth group. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Um, okay, so what does it look like uh, to walk in a day and a week in Kristen and Miranda's life? You're both living in South Asia, but different parts of South Asia. Your work looks different. So what what does it look like? Yeah, so that question I feel like is different every time I'm asked that question. I think because seasons and rhythms and just Uh, just times in life. Like when I was a lady living overseas single, it looked very different than when I was married. And then also with one baby, two babies, now three. So currently a day or week in the life of Miranda is um, probably more time like closer to home because of the baby. Um, So basically like hosting and hospitality, having people over. There's some ladies that I've met, um, that don't know Jesus, that we would just have them over, share the gospel, get to know them better. Um, And then also once a week, I um, go to this aftercare home of ladies who have been rescued out of the red light area. And that's something that I do regularly, like throughout pregnancy and now um, after pregnant or after the baby's been born. um, And my two older kids have gone to visit all these ladies and probably soon I'll take Paxton with me. (laughs) Um, So that's something that's near and dear to my heart is just, working with those ladies. Um, um, yeah. So currently right now that's where it is. And then focusing on sharing with my children so that they can hear the gospel, know, um, what it means to follow Jesus Mm. right now. They're young and they'll sometimes say like, I want to follow Jesus and this is, you know, I'm ready and maybe they are, but only the Lord knows. So we're just going to continue, like pray that the Lord would give them that assurance. Mm -hmm. So I see them as my little disciples. I see, (laughs) You know, the ladies around me, opportunities to share with neighbors, friends, people we meet in different places. 
Um, and then eventually when the baby's a little older, continue to go back to the rhythms of traveling to the village more often and like mm-hmm. going for more extended trips and different things like that. So, yeah, it's just very different. And this season, it's more like local in the city, closer to home, supporting my husband when he travels. Mm-hmm. So he has more opportunities now, whereas before it was more 50-50. I would go. He would go. Right now, he has more opportunities. Gotcha. All right. And Kristen, what does a day in the life look like for you? Yeah, um, I, I agree with Miranda. Like different seasons have looked very different. Um, like when we first got there, we were focusing on language study, um, like full time. Um, and now that we're out of that um, and my kids are a little older and we recently got a nanny for us, which was a game changer for me, I'm, I've been able to, to go out more. Um, so, yeah, but overall, our ministry is very relational. So we're like spending time um, like I'm spending time during the week with women, a few women I'm discipling, um, trying to share the gospel with nonbelievers. Um, I have a once a week I have a Bible study for some um, women who used to be Muslim who have come into faith um, for them. I have like a, I'm still doing a one hour language class once a week to continue to grow in language. And then I'll spend some time like prepping if I need to prep for like a Bible study I'm leading or a training I'm doing like in another language. Um, and uh, like Miranda said, a lot of hosting in our home. That's a huge deal. It's a culture mm-hmm. that like really values hosting. Um, so we're having non-believers or um, local believers or teammates, Americans um, in our home often, um, sometimes for chai, sometimes for a meal. Um, sometimes they're spending multiple nights or weeks even with us, depending on the situation. Um, and then now um, I'm able to start traveling um, with my husband some a little to villages, maybe about once a month. We'll see. We'll see okay. how it progresses. Um, but there's also just regular life rhythms, like taking our um, five-year-old son to preschool and bringing mm-hmm. him home um, and um, like taking our kids across the street to the park um, and going to like a local fellowship once a week or having um, weekly house fellowship with other Americans at our house. So um, there's every, lots of different things, but every day is different. And I can guarantee you living in South Asia is never boring. <laughs> This is very true. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you saying that reminds me, we also homeschool our children and they mm-hmm. go to soccer. But yeah, those are weekly rhythms that I obviously forgot, you know? Yeah. Those happen every week. But uh, Miranda, before we recorded, I know I'm going a little off script here, but you were sharing that <laughs> when you chose where you guys were going to be living, yes. um, the guy that kind of sold it to you <laughs> was not... Uh, embellishing or making it sound super romantic yes, like exactly where where you guys live would you mind sharing i thought that was really funny what did yeah, you say so about where you live amanda was saying that there are not as many people interested in going to south asia and kristen had said well it's not really like an easy place to sell and so i told her when we were exploring different options and people were telling us about it um the guy who was representing south asia particularly where we were heading he's like listen guys it's going to be kind of terrible. It's going to be <laughs> stinky. It's going to be hot. There will be lots of people. You might get a disease that you don't even know the name of. Like, Guy was just, really big in marketing and just sales. It. Just he was really selling it. He's like, if you're going to go to this place, it's because the Lord told you to go <laughs> to this place. And mm-hmm. then the guy, the guy next door, we can kind of overhear him. And we had gone to different places just to, you know, explore. Mm-hmm. The guy next door, he's like, 
do you want to go surfing in Southeast Asia? <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You're going to get to do this. You're going to be on the beach, crystal clear blue waters. Right. I'm like, what? Like, that sounds kind of awesome. Why, right. why can't we go there? But despite so. that, I mean, the Lord has placed exactly. you guys where you are now. And he's, For yeah. His, yeah. And his sovereign choice. Like, this is where we are. And this is where we feel called. And yeah. on the days where we're like, oh, this kind of really is the worst. It's like, <laughs> you know, the reason it's the worst is the reason we're here. Like, right. the Lord mm. said, go there. Mm. I need you there. And if you're willing to go, go. Yeah. So we were willing. So we went. Uh, so you mentioned you guys have little kids in tow. You're taking the places. Sometimes you're traveling. Sometimes you're not. You've got preschool dynamics. During that time, what have you guys learned about being a family uh, that's serving together overseas? Because, I mean, both of you served single. And so having to learn how to go from being single to taking a family along, like, what have you learned during that time? Yeah, like Kristen mentioned, it's definitely very different when you're um, before children, when you're kind of single, you can be way more free. I feel like Mm -hmm. I was in the village three out of four weeks in a month often, like all the time I was traveling, always some random adventure that looking back, I was like, what was I doing? (laughs) Um, And then when you're together going out, like Kristen mentioned, she's able to go with Clint more together. So Mm -hmm. when we um, arrived, we did not have any children yet. So Mm -hmm. we were able to go together, like travel longer distances to like more rural areas, do Mm -hmm. trainings, um, discipleship and just sharing homes. And that was really sweet. I feel like it was a good experience to have that. Um, because you got to team together as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun to see like, Oh, this is what you're like when you're sharing in front of Mm -hmm. people. And then when our first baby came, we just took him everywhere. Like that boy went everywhere with us. We have so many pictures of him just walking in the front of the room of the training in the village and all the uncles and aunties just loved it so much. And they would just <laughs> scoop him up and squish his little cheeks. Oh, <laughs> to be yeah. fair, he's an easy to love kid. <laughs> I think yes. so. I think he, yeah, <laughs> but he's got squishy cheeks too, or he did when he was a baby, all of them did. So squishing the cheeks is big. Um, and then, yeah, as they've gotten older, it's kind of shifted like our focus. They're still able to kind of be toted around and join in on different things, so, mm-hmm. especially when I'm trying to go somewhere in Cliffside of town. I'm like, let me just pack up the kids and we'll go too. And like mm-hmm. they've joined on a lot of local trainings and discipleship things. Um, like one time, one my language teacher, it was three in the afternoon and I had planned like, we're going to have an easy day because Cliff is out of town. It's me and the kids. Like, let's just chill at home and have like maybe even movie night or something. And she called at three and she's like, I have this opportunity at 6 PM. Like, can you come bring the, chi- bring the children? And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Quick, grab so the snacks. Just got come in the back. Dressed, threw them in the car and yes. we went and like, I was able to lead this really sweet, like training of all mm. these ladies who honestly we've been trying to get together with for months. Mm. I was like, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. Like the children might be crazy, but mm-hmm. like, let's do it. It's worth it. And yeah, I feel like every time I say that the children are going to be crazy. The Lord mm. like works it out to where mm. they're abnormally well-behaved. Mm. So they were so sweet and it was such a sweet opportunity to be able to do that. So that's, you know, how it's changed. And then as they're even older in homeschool, it's kind of more like locally focused because mm. they do have like the homeschool and we're spending time doing that, um, which is super sweet and fruitful. Also super frustrating sometimes. Anybody who homeschools, <laughs> you guys know. Um, but 
Yeah. So it's kind of looked more like hospitality and mm. the local opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like Cliff has been reaching out to like university or um, like local business people. Um, yeah. So just different stages definitely mm-hmm. present different opportunities. And the mm-hmm. children, honestly, sometimes they can help with different opportunities. Yeah. And even when you're <laughs> like, the kids are going to be crazy. The Lord answers a prayer and allows you to have that conversation and share with that person who you mm-hmm. didn't think you'd be able to share with. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Christ- I like, I like yeah. what you said about being flexible. I mean, I think that's mm. huge. Um, and just like remembering that it's all teamwork. Like mm. sometimes your husband's going out and you're at home, but you're part of what he's doing because you're helping him go. And sometimes he's at home with the kids letting you go. Um, or sometimes you're all going out together and it's just like good to remember it's it's all about teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes I struggled this term out um, with kids, reflecting on my time when I was previously years ago um, overseas single and feeling like I wasn't as productive. I wasn't getting mm. as many like hours in ministry per week. Um, the and checklist I, was not getting checked the off. Checklist yeah. was <laughs> much <laughs> even more difficult than normal to check off. Yes. Um, but that is not about how many, Jesus isn't saying, how many hours are you putting in mm. ministry? He's saying, are you being faithful to me, mm-hmm. um, to what I've called you to in this season, um, to responsibilities I've given you? And so mm. that's, he looks at our heart. And um, that's been important for me also to not compare to other women and be like, oh, she's doing more or I, yeah, I got to do more. Like everyone's, the Lord's call on everyone's life is different. I think that's mm-hmm. just important for us to always remember as women. Oh. Um, and he's gifted us all in different ways. And so to, to just be faithful faithful to the, what the Lord's calling you mm. to do. Um, but be bold in that and step out in that. And mm-hmm. it, there's times where it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I can't have someone over. Um, my house is a mess. We had people come over and the electricity was off and all the dishes were a mess, <laughs> which is a big deal. They always have their dishes clean where we are. And um, we had like carpenters coming in and out and I was trying to serve chai and my kids were screaming, <laughs> but like the Lord ended up blessing that visit with a woman. Mm-hmm. And she also saw real life and she saw mm-hmm. that we were perfect and that we still follow Christ. And so those are important times to let people see your real life, your mess. Um, yeah, I was going to say both of you uh, alluded to it, but like hospitality being such a big thing when you have kids, yes. because mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it's just easier. I know Zach and I feel this of like, you want to get together? Awesome. If you'll just come to us, <laughs> it's actually yes, easier. Yeah. And it does mean that like I have to open up my home and I have to kind of release any expectation that anything's going to look great or ha- have it all together. But mm-hmm. but it's a way that we get to bring our, our family we get to be doing it together as a family, get to bring my kids into it. They get to interact with the people that are sitting around our table and um, hear us sharing the gospel and proclaiming it to, to the people that are there. And so, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And it's really funny when you invite someone over for dinner and they're like, Oh, what time? Mm. What do you guys usually eat? And with our kids, we typically eat probably around six and you tell them and they're like, Okay, like we'll come over for a snack or That's a high nice snack. tea, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, and we'll eat dinner at like nine or ten. Yeah, you you, you offer the appetizers. Exactly. That's right. Like yeah. you can come over for dinner for us and snack for you. Like whatever you want to call it, just come. Appetizer we'll family ministry. There will be food of some sort. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so uh, as Christians, we want to allow the scriptures to inform like how we think about missions and our role in it. And um, so with that said, where can we look to scripture for how to think about the role of women uh, in missions? Like what scriptures come to mind for you guys as you think through this? <laughs> um, 
I'll start with one that's just like really been encouraging um, for me to think about recently, um, just from Genesis 1, Mm. uh, verse 28, when God commanded Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Um, And it's just been neat to think about that more like he, a lot of people just think of that as physically multiplying, but Mm. clearly there's so much more than that. Um, Jesus, God himself came to this world, but did he ever have kids? No. Like, Mm -hmm. so did he disobey God? No. Mm. Like Jesus talked all the time about being fruitful and bearing fruit. And he was always talking about it in a spiritual way. Um, Like John three, he's talking about being born again, that spiritual birth. Mm. Um, John 15, he's talking about whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Um, So he's talking about bearing spiritual fruit. Um, John 12, if a grain of wheat dies, it bears much fruit. Mm. And so how can we be fruitful and multiply spiritually by abiding in Christ, reading his word, praying, obeying his commandments, by sharing the gospel, um, by developing other believers, discipling them, helping them grow in their faith. We are bearing spiritual fruit and becoming like spiritual moms. Mm. Um, and then like something that I've been growing, learning more about recently is like not just becoming a spiritual mom, but a spiritual grandma, mm. helping disciple women to share the gospel, mm, helping them disciple women to disciple other women, not mm. just thinking about like one-on-one, but multiplication generations. Mm-hmm. Like we want to see women lead women to faith who lead women to faith. So we mm. want to be like replicating that. Um, Second Timothy two, two is like, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many w- witnesses and trust of faithful men, but this also means faithful women mm-hmm. who will be able to teach others also. So um, yeah, we, we want to, become spiritual grandmothers. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that's from the beginning of scripture and there's lots of other scriptures. Um, Miranda, what, what comes to your mind? Yeah. I think my answer is not quite as concise as yours. I feel like a lot of things you said, I was like, yes, amen. Um, But yeah, I feel like the Titus three, like uh, calling women to teach those who are younger and learning from those who are older and like Mm -hmm. just kind of that as a call on women in general um, definitely translates to work overseas, work here. So trying to seek out who is someone that I can invest in. Mm-hmm. That's something particularly, I think, across our area, but particularly our team. Like, who's your, who are your like people that you're investing in? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also having the iron on iron relationship with which actually Kristen and I are accountability partners. So there's <laughs> like that, you know, discipling each other um, and keeping each other accountable, but mm-hmm. also... Seeking wisdom from, you know, women who are further along, either in the work or Mm -hmm. in, like, parenting. Mm -hmm. So just kind of keeping that in mind of who can I invest in, who is keeping me accountable, who can help me to, like, sharpen my faith and Mm -hmm. give wisdom, you know, so... That, um, so we're, you know, Easter is this weekend as we're recording. And I was reading this morning um, in John 20, uh, where Jesus reveals, you know, starts reviewing... the disciples start discovering that he's no longer there, you know, he's risen. Mm -hmm. And um, I was discussing with Zach this morning, how like, I love that the first uh, individual that he physically reveals himself to and commands to go tell people is a woman. And and just how there is this, uh, I don't know. I was just rejoicing over that this morning, just like in a, in a culture where you had to have multiple women to even give a valid witness, like the Lord Jesus revealed himself to a woman and is, and gives the command, like, go tell them, 
them, like go tell. And there's just this command mm-hmm. and this value um, that our Lord and Savior places on a woman who proclaims the truth. And I just, anyway, I was encouraged by that this morning. Um, yeah, and was like, oh, good. I'm going to see Kristen and Miranda later. Yeah, this will come that's up. Great. So that's, that's awesome. And another great example, John four, the Samaritan woman. Like that's mm-hmm. the first example. Yes, we that's have the other one of, I was thinking of. Yeah, yes. of, of Jesus, like sharing with with a woman first and she's the first one to go and tell and her like so many people from her town immediately believed from her testimony. And so you're totally right. I love Jesus has a heart for, for women and empowering them to be sharers of the gospel. Absolutely. I think um, we moved here in 2013 and Zach was at, at seminary and I remember sitting in this growth group at the time IDC was like very seminary heavy. And I remember just sitting there feeling so intimidated, like, Lord, is this something that I actually can do? Because there's these, I was surrounded at the time by these men who were just such, you know, theologically educated and it, it was just really intimidating. And so the longer I study scripture, the more I am encouraged that like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like I have everything I need for life and godliness in his word. And yes. I um, don't need the certificate to be faithful on mission. And um, so yep. anyway, yep. Um, okay. And let's see here. Uh, next up uh, to the individual who probably hears this and is like, wow, that sounds insanely hard. Um, Randa, you did a great job of making uh, it sound hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did I? I don't know. <laughs> um, so the, to the person who's listening to this and is like, wow, that sounds awful. Why do this? Like, why do we do this? Like, why, yeah, why I would mean, you leave Raleigh and, and go somewhere mm-hmm. else and, and, and live this life? Like, why? Well, I think for us, like the draw is these people need the opportunity to respond to the gospel. Mm. And if we're willing to go and we are for now, you know, <laughs> no, we are. Um <laughs> Then we should do it. And the Lord calls us to do that. He says, go to the ends of the earth and Mm. share with the people, you know, who need to hear. So I think, especially on really hard days, we'll look at each other. I think maybe I mentioned this earlier. We'll look at each other and like, oh, this is, this is really hard. And like, what are we doing here? Mm. Like, okay, exactly the reason that it's hard is exactly the reason that we do need to be here Mm. because the things that are mostly that make it difficult are like things that, Um, come out of the beliefs of the people in general. Like they're doing this because they're like religion teaches that this is a good thing to do. It's Mm. a good thing to, you know, whatever situation or thing is making it difficult and making it hard to love um, the particular people at that particular time. Mm. But also as Kristen mentioned, Genesis one, like, all people were created in the image of yeah. God. Like mm-hmm. that person that is Sorry. really, really hard to love is created in the image of God. And before I knew God, like I was probably really hard mm-hmm. to love, you mm-hmm. know, like I feel like just seeing yourself in the people that you're sharing with is really important. Like mm-hmm. they're a person, they have things that they like, things that they dislike. They have a favorite mm-hmm. food, a favorite color. <laughs> so just when you, are in like a rickshaw and just driving through the street, looking around, seeing like a sea of people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be overwhelming and it can start to, you can start to think like, whoo, but just noticing faces and noticing like, oh, that old man right there. Like, mm. what's his favorite color? What's his favorite food? Like, and the Lord, the Lord Jesus cre- sees that man. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not a sea of people to him. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, ba- that man was a baby that the Lord created <laughs> perfectly. So just, kind of humanizing the sea of people and like Mm -hmm. seeing that as these people need the gospel and Mm -hmm. you know 
I don't think that I answered the original question. When no, did you, it was you awesome. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kristen, what, uh, Kristen, are there specific passages of scripture that, that you're able to go back to on those days where you're like, what are we even doing? Like what, what keeps you, what, what can we look at in scripture that maybe keeps you going? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. One scripture that God used a lot for me, um, confirming that we should go there, um, was Psalm 107 verse 35 and 30 through 37, he turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. Um, and yeah, the place where we're living right now isn't that like gorgeous physically. It's not like this beautiful <laughs> tropical island like I served on when I was single, which was physically beautiful. <laughs> um, but the Lord promises that he's going to turn it into a spiritual pool of water, into springs of water. And that's like a scripture I go back to a lot and claim um, and pray for our city and area. Um, and like, that's one thing that makes those hard days worth it. Like when you get to share the gospel with someone who's never heard, that is like a joy and privilege and thrill. And like mm-hmm. to be a part of someone coming to faith or mm-hmm. going to a village where the gospel has never gone before and people are speaking the name of Jesus. Like that's mm-hmm. just like, so that makes all the hard days worth it. Um, I remember the first day we moved overseas um, when our son was nine months old and he had a cold, he had a cough. We had just gone on this like super long flight um, overseas and it was super hard. And we landed in um, one of the main cities of our country that has like terrible, terrible, terrible pollution. And so of course his cough got worse and Mm. it was Satan like was like telling me like, what have you done? Like where, where Mm -hmm. have you brought your, your son, your child? Um, It's like, I moved. It's like I knew I could live in a five-star hotel and I like just chose to take him to a motel. Like, Mm. why would I do that? Um, And like, thankfully, I knew in my heart, like this was what the Lord was calling us to do for his glory. But um, like something that later came to mind was like the Lord, it's because the Lord has a mansion, Mm. a mansion for us in heaven. And all these other people are not in a motel. They're in the gutter. They're in like a sewer. and. But God wants to give them a mansion too, you mm-hmm. know? And so like just remembering the big picture helps you get through the hard stuff. And and there's fun things too. Like there's there's fun things. Um, we love the food. We love the people are so hospitable. Mm-hmm. Um, we, our kids love riding in the rickshaws autos. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we love, you have free delivery of any food in any restaurant in our mm-hmm. whole city. Like there's just fun perks too. Um, and we get to travel a lot. We like that. So there's, there's I love, I love what you said about, um, having a, a perspective. I, f- I feel like that applies to suffering in general, in general. like mm-hmm. totally. you can be in the States and feel like, gosh, the, why am I going through this? And just zooming out and having that eternal perspective of like, this mm-hmm. world is not my home. This is, I'm not here mm-hmm. building a kingdom for myself. Like there's, I'm seeking a kingdom to come like that. That shifts everything, no matter what country you're in or where you're serving. Um, but yeah, I've never heard the mansion gutter thing. I I love that. Um, okay, rapid fire. Um, that may not end up being rapid fire because, you know, sure. Uh, <laughs> how would you encourage a woman in the following context uh, to take a, to ne- a next step in obedience towards being on mission in their context? So someone might hear this and go, okay, well, Miranda and Kristen, they're special. You know, they have some sort of something in them that makes them able to do this. So how would you encourage um, the following type women? So we're going to go one at a time here. How about a single woman who is working full time? Uh, How would you encourage her to live on mission in her context? 
Well, can, can I just say first about though? Absolutely. We're, we're not special. Just kidding. <laughs> True. Like, we're, we're not, not we're special. Just, we talk about being a hot mess. To oh, each man. Other we all are. The time. We are a hot mess for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing I love sharing, I think that's helpful um, for me to hear from other people too, is like, I actually don't feel particularly gifted in mm. evangelism. Mm. Like, some people are like, oh, well, you're overseas. You must be. I, my gifts, I actually feel like, are more in like the counseling realm. Mm. But I feel God has like called us to that. And the more that we do it, like, the more we grow in it. And mm. so, like, and maybe I'm more gifted in more discipleship. But just because just because we're serving overseas actually doesn't mean we're these like super awesome people at it. Mm-hmm. We're just learning and we're just trying to be obedient and we're messing up a ton along the way. Um, but the Lord <laughs> is gracious. So anyway, so yeah. your question was no, for good. a single woman who works yes. full time. Um, no, thank you for taking that segue. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's um, important to like, pr- yeah, pursue non-believers. Uh, yeah, try to spend time with them in work, outside of work. Um, I mean, the simple answer that can apply to a lot of different things, like get to know people, ask them Mm -hmm. questions, listen, love them. Um, Like that's so striking to people when you're like, oh, you actually care and about my um, issues and like pray for them. Tell them you're praying for them, pray with them, Mm -hmm. Um, speak truth into those issues that they're going through from scripture. and then ask ask them if they want to read the Bible with you. Hmm. Um, like that can feel a little awkward, but like the worst that they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. And they can also say yes and like get to know Christ. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, ask, don't be afraid to, to ask questions and pray for them. Like that again mm-hmm. is a simple thing to say, but pray for them. The Lord works when we pray and, um, and wants to answer our prayers. Uh, what about to the seminary student who desires to go overseas? How would you encourage them to be on mission during this season where they are working hard as a student, doing the exams? What's, what would you say to them? I feel like I was better equipped to answer the other one. Seminary, <laughs> I did not go to seminary. My husband did. So um, did you go to seminary, Kristen? Uh, just for like a semester. But, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think like when you're in seminary, you're very like, um, you're, you said someone who is wanting or preparing to go yeah. overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if that's something that you're wanting to do overseas, then you probably already have the desire to do it here. So I think just having like rhythms and habits of, if this is what I'm going to do there, then like I'm going to do it here and seeking out. Um, people to share with in a way that you would overseas. Like mm. maybe it's super uncomfortable if you are like working a job. Um, I remember uh, working at a job that I really did not love, but like every single person that I worked with one way or another, like heard the gospel mm. because I would just, you know, every day be like working for the Lord, not for man mm-hmm. and just praying for my coworkers. Mm-hmm. So if you're working as a seminary student preparing mm-hmm. to go overseas, like in your job, mm-hmm. seek opportunities to um, go hiking with a coworker or go out to coffee with them. And even if it's a super uncomfortable conversation, like I remember having a really uncomfortable conversation with the coworker, but she mm-hmm. was about, she was about to move and go off to college. And I was like, Oh, like, I'd been sharing with her and she was culturally saying like, yes, I'm a believer, but I was like, I just don't know. And I don't think she is. So I basically was like, this is going to sound really like awkward, but Mm -hmm. I care about you so much. And I like, I want you to know for sure Mm. that you are a believer. And like, Mm. here is exactly 
the gospel? Like, what does, who is Jesus to you? You know, mm-hmm. like, can you just explain that more? And looking back now, like she, um, she's grown a lot and she does reference that conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that conversation helped me to see, like, I didn't know Christ and now mm-hmm. I do, you know? So just helping, you know, clarify I don't exactly know what I'm saying right now, but yes, be open to like hanging out with coworkers outside of work or mm-hmm. like when you're, yeah. Yeah. The seminary one was hard to answer because okay. I've not been to seminary, but yeah, <laughs> I think just taking what you're seeing in scripture that you're learning like, mm-hmm. and actually doing it right around where you are, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Taking, taking what you're learning in the classroom exactly. and, and doing it outside of the classroom and yes. outside of seeking like, yeah. even like maybe prayer walking in your neighborhood or mm-hmm. going to a neighborhood in Raleigh or something, mm-hmm. just prayer walking with the mindset of I'm praying for these people. And if you allow someone to like come across my path, I can start a conversation and just say that I'm praying for this area. And like, mm-hmm. can I pray for you? Yeah. And just go to the same place over and over again because mm. the Lord answers prayers and really it's, he is doing the work. It's not, something that we are doing and like the burden is on us. Like we are called to faithfulness. Mm -hmm. The Lord is the one like that's going to bring the fruit. So what about uh, a stay at home mom of young kids? Yeah. um, I think kind of like what we've been talking about, you have to be intentional, right? To, to meet non-believers. If they're, if it's not already a part, um, if you don't already have non-believing friends and family, um, seek them out through, parent-friendly activities like Mm. the library story time or getting to know um, parents of your kids' friends or going to the park and um, just being intentional. And then like we talked about with hospitality, like having them over to your home um, and be okay with it, not always being clean and put together (laughs) and um, kids running in and out of the room. But like the Lord can use all of those Mm. of those times and yeah, tr- and try to get to the gospel, try to get to sharing your testimony, even if it's not, you know, 10 minutes long, a, a, mm-hmm. a snippet. And gets interrupted um, by yeah, those little kids over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And then follow up with a text and say that you're praying for them and how can you pray? And um, mm-hmm. yeah. So remember even that if they are busy, like they are also probably lonely too mm-hmm. and tired and struggling. And so um yeah, be intentional. What about a full-time working mom? Yeah, I feel like that would be very similar to like someone without children, just taking opportunities where you can, but maybe instead of going out for coffee, just have them over, invite mm-hmm. them into your life. Like, do you want to come over for pancakes on Saturday? Yeah. And Once again, that hospitality piece, yeah. right? Yeah. And then also I feel like um, for the, that person, believer, not believer, if you're discipling or sharing the gospel, either way, they get to see you in your normal rhythms of life with your children and maybe even the way that you parent your child would show them the gospel. Mm. Like if you're a believer and you're parenting your child in a different way than like culturally is kind of the norm, Mm -hmm. they're going to see that and say, Oh, that's like a little bit different. Can you like, tell me why are you doing it like that? And you can say, Or even I've seen in, in your marriage when people witness the way you interact with your spouse and it's just so Mm -hmm. counter what the culture might be doing. Like sometimes that can proclaim the gospel and open the door super well. Exactly. Um, So they might notice that. And then you can say, well, scripture says this is how a husband and wife treat mm -hmm. each other and how you 
raise your children and point them to Christ. So, yeah. And I'll, and I'll add, like, ask for help from your husband if mm. you want to go out and meet somebody and you need help with the kids. Or ask a friend from your growth group to babysit mm-hmm. or something. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And to any husbands listening, dads, like, offer offer to help so that your wife can go out and share. Like, my husband has done so much to empower me to go out. And that's a huge part of it. Yeah. And then the last one, uh, what about an older lady without kids in her home? Uh, how can she, I think there's a very specific, really amazing ministry that she can have and, and that she can bless not only the church, but her community. What What would you guys say that looks could look like? Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, disciple younger women. I just mm. think of like every, every woman I know like wants to have an older woman mm-hmm. investing in her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, sure. we all want that. Um, and so, yeah, invest in as many women as you can. Um, and also like take some of them if they are believers out with you to share together and Mm. like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say just be kind of open to like, if someone does come up to you and say, could you disciple me and kind of like speak into my life in this, maybe be willing, like one day a week for 30 minutes, I can like pour into this lady because, Mm. you know, if possible, because I feel like I have known so many younger ladies who have said, like, I approached this older lady because she seems so wise <laughs> and I just wanted to learn and grow. Mm. And they approached and the lady was like, oh, I can't. I'm way too busy. Like, mm. I can't. I just can't right now. So maybe or, just or the older lady has gone. Oh, I, I don't know that I have anything to teach you. Mm. That's and true. that's just not, not having, true. Not like, having the confidence that they do. Yeah, have just not even doing. realizing the fruit that the Lord's given them yeah. that they could share just with someone else. Like basic yeah. life experience. Like you have lived this life longer you've Mm -hmm. made mistakes you've done like good things for the lord and been faithful so just yeah having confidence that you do have something to teach someone and being willing to like like overseas they you have that mindset of who is your like who are your three basically you're Mm. peter james and john like Mm -hmm. so doesn't matter if you're young you're old you're single but just kind of in your mind kind of think who are three ladies that i could be pouring into Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so that's a good tip so as we're wrapping up, um, how, okay, so the IDC family is now listening to this and they, how can they join you practically in the work? Like, are there pr- practical ways they can connect with you or participate with you? How can we, yeah, how can we join with and support you guys? Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, of course, like prayer, prayer is huge mm-hmm. and, you know, not just to like say that, but it's like real way that you can join us in like the spiritual battlefield that's going on mm-hmm. in South Asia f- from Raleigh. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want to get our email newsletter updates um, or join our advocacy team for like more frequent, regular updates and support, um, you can contact Amanda. <laughs> or us. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to say on cool. the IDC website, there's actually a place uh, if you want to join an advocacy team, you can go to and you can um, sign up to be a part of, a specific advocacy team if you would like, or you can approach Zach or myself and we're happy to connect you via email or, or whatever. But uh, Miranda, are there other ways that somebody could yeah, I mean, practically I like support? The same, like reach out to Zach or Amanda or our advocacy team leaders, our mm-hmm. Summer and Brandon Krapel, so you could reach out to them um, and then just kind of be more closely, re- or yeah, you could receive our updates, you know, prayer requests, more specific things, pictures, um, yeah, so reach out to Zach and Amanda or Brandon and Summer. 
Um, and then also, like, if you are interested in going overseas and <laughs> let us you know. want to know more <laughs> about you go to this glamorous place, Miranda place. sold so yes. well. <laughs> if you want to go to this glamorous place, we're going to be, you know, surfing in the crystal clear water all day, every day. <laughs> no, no. But seriously, if you want to know more about, you know, either of these places or even other places, mm-hmm. just reach out to Zach and Amanda and mm-hmm. we can answer questions. Don't feel like you're like burdening us with questions. We love to yeah. answer questions. And like, I feel like. Our team in general is always seeking new people to Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, filter, see if you're a right fit for this place and this Mm -hmm. team. So if you are interested, particularly in like joining our team or working overseas or South Asia. I was going to (laughs) say both teams. Go ahead. Make your pitch. Either team. So just reach out and we can, you know, talk further. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for being here. This was so fun. It's so sweet to have you. Thanks for hosting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, IDC family, I hope this conversation was encouraging, informative, and I also hope that it sparks more conversations with others around you uh, about how you can be more intentional in spreading the gospel in your community. We will see you again next week. 